It is hard to believe, but it was just over 20 years ago that, that you, well, at least I first set foot in Bubba's down at Snodder Plaza. Then they started slowly growing, and Bubba, who's Paul Vineyard, uh, was wise enough to name the next place after his now deceased wife, Mary Beth, and it's called Babes, and you know that, and then that begat Sweetie Pie's ribeyes, and suddenly he's a conglomerate. <laughs> Paul Vineyard is the uh, chairman of the board of Roven, which is the holding company for Bubba's and Babes and Sweetie Pies, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Good day to you, David. Uh, so tell good me, to be here. Tell, so tell me about life. You've been in this business forever. I mean, you were, what was it? Was it but before you started Bubba's, was it Taco Bueno you were working with? Yes, I was uh, with Taco Bueno. Straight out, I went to Tech in Lubbock, and... Uh, Came straight out, worked for a guy that had the first Taco Bueno while I was in high school and are still in college. But And upon graduation, I joined him as his first manager for a group of restaurants known as Casa Bonita. Of course. It started okay. in Oklahoma City. Well, so during that time, you have seen every cycle there is. I'm guessing you've never seen anything quite like COVID. Not, not anyway. You know, I, I often refer to the early 70s and some of the inflation and problems and fuel supply and so forth we had at that time but i tell you what you do that and marry it with covid and so forth and so on this is made for a an era that i've not experienced before it's been challenging well and and it's a credit that you're still standing because a lot of them aren't out there <laughs> That's right. but but tell me about the pivots because so bubba's correct me if i'm wrong bubba's have drive-through windows you only got two of those but at least that that would lend itself pretty well to, to COVID, but uh, you know, for the babes, and you got ten of those spread out every place. Yes, sir. What did you do? And and you didn't embrace the the uh, the food delivery systems either. No, we uh, we have not. Uh, there's a real concern there, and we got a lot of experience with Bubba's and there in in University Park, and we have no control over the conditions that food is in from the time they pick it up from us and the time they deliver it. And there's, there's a few horror stories out there. And then some of the people that came in to pick the food up were very impatient and rude, not only to us, but to our customers in that they felt they should get their food before everybody else. And so it just, it was not a good thing for us and we have not done it. Uh, we've, we've, I think that the health departments eventually will start really regulating them a little better than they do today because today you do not know what kind of condition your food's in from the time it's picked up to the time it's delivered to you. That's, that's good points. And I, I've heard horror stories of people getting uh, fries that are only half there. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. Much to the way. Much to the way. But what you did, so what did you do? You, you went to. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Drive-by pickup? Curbside. Curbside. Well, yeah, we have, when we got into it, particularly at Babes, we had to go, and it represented a little bit of our business, but not a large part. But we immediately started pivoting, and I just turned the managers loose with the supervisor and said, you figure it out for your store, how we can have these cars line up, get the food and deliver it through the window, blah, blah, blah. They did a tremendous job in figuring this out because our – Stores were not laid out in the streets or in the parking lots or anything to 
facilitate that. Yeah. So it's taken some pretty interesting things to accomplish. But at one point, uh, uh, curbside was half of our business. Today, it's depending on the restaurant. 25 to 30%. Really? So uh, so it, it became a learning experience. I mean, you picked up, you think you've net picked up business because of that. Yes, we, well, well, I think really that's right. Now, I have to tell you, we're still, customer count wise, probably down 3% from where we were in 2019. So we haven't gained that much, but the people that don't want to come in, curbside works out real well. And we probably caused some of that simply because we do not do the delivery yeah, and that'd be the, probably the next choice. Uh, curbside works real good and we think it's a good business and it's here to stay certainly for us. Tell me about the other challenges. I know, you know, just keeping up with your vendors and keeping quality control and been able to get it is sort of an ongoing. Yeah. It's just one of the things you mess with, but, but through this and actually as we've come out of COVID, we've heard so many shortages and then the escalation of, you know, prices on, on everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes. And all everything you're saying is true. The, the escalation in prices just never lets up. Uh, and you never know what's going to be next. Uh, we try to stay ahead of it with our pricing of our food product. We can't, we cannot change prices every two weeks or every time a price changes. So you try to cover it last for a while. And right now we're able to hold, uh, the other thing that's even probably a bigger problem is all of a sudden we get a call and we're not going to have any of XYZ product. Not at and all. A lot of time, not at all. And a lot of times that's has to do with ingredients, but not always. We've been scraping up all over the United States enough baked potatoes for our steakhouses that fits the size and the quality of potato that we want to serve and so for the baked potatoes it's been a real challenge the last two or three weeks and will be for the next month and then it'll flip over we've had some spices that we use in our different sauces that we have a bless his heart we have a chef who doesn't get to create much he spends most of his time trying to figure out what else will make the end product taste right when we don't have one of the ingredients to go in it and that's what he spends most of his time doing. How about people? Uh, were you able to keep hang on to most of your people? We we had an awful lot of the people have come back, thank goodness. Uh, we hung on to all of our managers. They never missed a day's work or never. Some of the hourlies did, though. Uh, during the heart of that thing, we were forced to close uh, there for a while. And so some of the hours did. Most of them came back. I'm sure not all of them. Coming out of it's been an interesting challenge because the, to a degree, the attitudes of the hourly employees are somewhat different than they used to be. And I don't know that, uh, I don't begrudge the checks that they got, but some of them are right age to think that that's the way life's going to be. And I, I'm afraid that's not going to be true for them. Uh, we had a young man working for us the other day. He got his first check called the manager over and said, say, uh, this check I, I just got said, I want you to know I'm, I'm of the COVID generation. I deserve to make more money than this. And they kind of have, they've been misled to what life's really like. I'm afraid. 
and it'll take a while to get that out of them. And it's not all of them. I mean, we get some applicants that's the greatest young people you've ever met. The management staff, uh, and we're we're interviewing and hiring most of the time. There's a lot of a lot of folks have changed careers, and some of them changed away from restaurant business. But there's a, we've gotten an influx of a a lot of people that really were doing something else. And I don't know if COVID made people reevaluate their lives and what they're doing, but it seems that way. Uh, it's been real, real interesting. I, I think it, that's a good observation. I think it really did cause a lot of reevaluation. Not necessarily yeah, I think so. for the better, but, so. but, but, but altered, I would think. Well, tell me You're about right. your plants. You guys have always grown a lot slower than most everybody in North Texas wanted you to. I mean, everybody, everybody wants a babes or a bubba's or maybe a sweetie pies. What about now? Are, are you resuming growth plans? Have you got them? Well, we will be. We, uh, you know, we, I've had a different philosophy. You know, I, I really grew up in the business when so many folks were starting companies, doing well, take them public, uh, eventually sell, take the money, and I'm going to go to the Caribbean and <laughs> sell for the rest of my life. As I observe these these folks, what you look up in about three years, they're back. They've started another restaurant, and they're not an executive anymore. They're back there in the kitchen working, which is part of what gets us all started to begin with. Uh, most people that are successful love the interaction of creating something that makes a guest happy. And that's what's so addicting. So my philosophy and my wife's were that once we got comfortably financially trying to see how big a company we could build or how much money we could make has never been in the plan. And very purposely so. I I was involved in building Taco Buenos, and we were building about as fast as we could uh, with money and management. And that's all fun and exciting, but uh, we we have our name on this business. We're very concerned about every customer that comes in, what kind of experience they have. We're not going to sell it and go do something else. And so we take it pretty easy with what we're doing and try to be. We've opened some stores that probably should have never been open, but we stay with them until they're making good money. Uh, we've got two stores we're still trying to be pleased with totally. One of them is our Bubba's and one of them is our new Sweetie Pies in North Richland Hills. They're both doing a great job, but open, both of them opened during COVID. And so building the level of volume that we want has not been as easy as sometimes in the past. Well, and what, okay. you, and what you've done, too, to, to your great credit, is you've sort of you sort of built a destination rather than just another fast food joint. Uh, I know a lot of people that uh, used to take, Road trips, get everybody together and head off to Roanoke to, yes, <laughs> to go to go get a chicken fried steak. Paul Vineyard is Bubba yeah. and uh, and and babes and sweetie pies. And we always enjoy our visits. We always wish you the best. Great. Thanks a lot for the time. You bet. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.